Welcome back to the show. This is Radio Grape. I'm one of your hosts, Jen. I'm Joe. This is a topical show on uh, the Great Network. KBSR. KBSR, Black Sparrow Radio. We listen to a little music and we talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we say a lot of shit. I'll go ahead and point out that any opinions that you might hear on Radio Gripe are not the opinions of KBSR. They're wholly ours. So you can get a hold of us at uh, wearetryingshow at gmail.com and uh, let us know why you mad. Why you mad? Bruh, why Bruh. you mad? Uh, speaking of which, let's go ahead and open up that mailbag, see if we have any listener feedback today. Hey, I get them bags in the mail. I get them bags in the mail. I get them bags in the mail. Forget all celery tail. Yeah, uh, we got this, uh, this message from one Dan. Oh, hi, Dan. Dan says, happy birthday, Jen. No. Remember that time Beth Foylick knocked your tooth out with an oar? It was a boogie board. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I do. And actually, that's something I've shared with the audience uh, before when we were having our conversation about uh, TikTok and Instagram influencers whittling their teeth down to little nubs uh, so that they could then cap them with the mm. uh, the standard, all the same size, brilliant white beaver teeth that is have that, become so uh, popular and so ubiquitous. Is that like a tiny? Is that like the tiny teeth trend? I mean, it's it's different than just. Uh, getting caps and like chiseling your teeth down right like tiny, people are tiny your tiny teeth are something you only show your husband in the specialness of your bedroom oh uh, or your it's something you share with your dentist <laughs> okay otherwise yeah. you cap them fuckers for the world to enjoy yeah okay that makes sense then i hadn't thought of it that way yeah and uh you say that there is a special secret message at the end of this email there is indeed so yeah, listeners of our uh, recent listeners of our show will know that we have included a challenge in an attempt to engage viewers for sorry, listeners for feedback. Uh, you can include a special message known only to you, a special little Easter egg uh, between us and Dan. Uh, he has given us our secret phrase that we have to work into the conversation. It's our our, our trigger phrase, our code phrase. Code phrase. If you can guess what it is. Hit us up at uh, we're trying show at gmail.com and you win a prize. Hmm. A yet to be determined prize. It's, it's probably a dozen snails. Could be. So before we get started, we like to do our little check in. We like to check in with each other and talk about what we are listening to, watching, learning, or loving. Joe, what do you got for us today? Well, um, I had just recently heard about something. I guess I'm finding out about uh, this band against me, which I had, you know, heard of uh, for the past several years, but I didn't really know much about them and I didn't want to dig into it. I think that I was confusing them with another band with a similar name, uh, but new metal band. Yes. I'm going to, yeah, no, they're not that though. They're a punk band and, um, I'm hearing about them more and more recently. And, uh, Laura Jane Grace, uh, who, uh, transitioned a few years ago, her band, well, not against me, but apparently she's going to do a, a show with somebody else uh, from the scene this summer at what is sure to be the summer's hottest concert. Bonnaroo, go fuck yourself. Yeah, this is just a couple of people in the parking lot at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Perfect venue. The same, yes, the same one. And apparently the they have agreed to it. They're down with it. They, they want to maybe get back in the limelight a little bit and... Uh, 
yeah, I think that maybe they're, they wanted to do this to just kind of say like, honestly, we're not super big on politics at all. Like we, we got tapped to do a, a, but we're big on a press conference. Yeah. We'll go ahead and let Giuliani come through a press conference and uh, charge him money for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know what the story is, but I've been, I've been finding out about, uh, against me, uh, what sounds like a pretty decent band. So yeah, it wouldn't be Radio Gripe if I didn't come with a story from the insect world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Joe, this is something you brought up to me a while ago, but uh, I've got it bookmarked here on my Android phone. Is this the cancer worms? No. (laughs) No, the worm situation is not as clear. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is, we're talking about our friends, the bees. Um, Yes. Specifically, the South African Cape honeybee. I'm uh, uh, looking at an article from LiveScience.com. Single bee is making an immortal clone army thanks to a genetic fluke. Right, right. One bee has cloned itself millions of times over the last three decades. Uh, so this is kind of interesting. It is. It is also damaging uh, because it is. It is harming. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we can't do a story without some depressing outcome, right? <laughs> Uh, it's called Radio Gripe. I'm griping about the fucking bees, apparently. The um, <clears throat> Usually we gripe with the bees, but hey, nobody's safe. Nothing is sacred. So uh, parthenogenic reproduction is uh, obviously not, certainly not unheard of in the animal kingdom, particularly when it comes to insects. Uh, but this particular bee... Oh, son of a bitch. See, here's the thing. I didn't fu- son of a bee. fully understand it when I said it. So a new study has revealed the genetic foundations of a strange and formidable adaptation. Unlike most animals and even their own queen, female workers, uh, female worker bees do not reshuffle the DNA of the eggs they lay. This enables the workers to consistently recreate a perfect copy of themselves. Uh, these particular bees, a clone mm-hmm. each time they reproduce uh, they're sidestepping the DNA reshuffling process, and it's unlike anything uh, anyone's ever seen. Says the author of this study, it's incredible. It's it's also incredibly dysfunctional, uh, but somehow they've managed to do it. It's insane. I've not heard anything like this before anywhere. <laughs> he goes on to say, wow, oh golly, geez, oh wow. <laughs> so a single parent worker bee will rep- replicate the chromosomes she received from her parents, a queen and a male drone, into four. Then she takes the genetic material from all four chromosomes, reshuffles it, and creates four chromosomes with that mixed up DNA mm-hmm. through a process called recombination. Right. Uh, the reshuffling guarantees that even with just one parent, future offspring will be genetically distinct. However, as only two chromosomes come out of the uh, two chromosomes out of the four are picked, and no new genetic material is introduced by a sexual partner, mm-hmm. generally parthenogenesis leads to an average loss of one third of genetic diversity every time the shuffling is performed. Oh. And after just a few generations, you can reach like a lethal critical level of like low level of biodiversity. Of, of inbred bees. Not well, not quite inbred, but yeah, you get the gist. And uh, in honeybee societies, one of the things that's evolved to suppress selfish behavior is that the workers generally can't lay eggs. So if the queen is damaged, like usually with uh, eusocial societies, you have backup reproductives. But uh, I'm not sure if that's true with bees, but but also the workers have to do the work of re- rebuilding a hive when you have your lo- the loss of your primary reproductive. Right. What we've seen with these uh, South African Cape uh, honeybees is that they are just 
disseminating into other bee populations. They have a parasitic social relationship with the lowlands Cape Town bee population where they'll just enter a functional hive and uh, she'll start cloning herself. And the larvae are kind of in on it. They will continually send signals to the rest of the population of the lowlands Cape Town bees that they have to be fed and given a lot of resources until they become big and fat like a queen. And then they just don't do anything. Um, They don't do anything to contribute to the hive, which ultimately is resulting in the collapse of the hive. Hmm. So this is why it's not great. But yeah, uh, you know, there's been a study. They were forcing the Cape Queen to reproduce asexually by fitting her with like uh, essentially a surgical tape, uh, surgical tape chastity belt. And then, um, you know, doing the same with the, the workers and and studying what happens. And um, the asexually reproduced offspring had levels of recombination 100 times greater than the genetically identical cloned offspring of the workers. Uh, they've evolved a mutation that prevents recombination. So they don't have that risk of a one-third loss of genetic material caused by the asexual reshuffling process. And they're free to continually create perfect copies of themselves. Hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, we've never seen anything like it. Uh, it is fascinating. Oh, you know, this this cuckoo-like behavior allows them to grow their bodies and their ovaries almost to the size of the queens. That is cuckoo for sure. Uh, cuckoo birds, of course, uh, do not genetically clone themselves, but they like to leave an egg in the nest of an unrelated species of bird. Right. And when the cuckoo is born, uh, usually it's born first, and it will kick all the other little babies out of the nest. So they splatter on the ground mm. and continually demands food from its unwitting adoptive uh, mommy, uh, who just thinks to herself, I've got a one big demanding murderous murderous baby yeah this is what life hands you i never really uh you know thought this was what motherhood would be like but here we are man nothing prepares you for it (laughs) so that has been uh insect watch i'm jen i'm your pest pest control professional dj yeah Something that I wanted to bring up, I uh, wanted to bring up at the top of the show for a couple of reasons. A, I just heard about it this morning, and B, it plays into uh, something else that I had brought up, I think, last week. We're going to do some catch-up episodes where we go back to some things we've already covered on the show before and see I've, how those... I've got some things for it since you mentioned it. Good. Uh, yeah, we want to see how some of those stories have evolved. And it's open uh, to you, too, if there's something you want to hear more about, if we didn't cover it, or if you just thought it was great and funny. Or if you have some thoughts you uh, some that thoughts. you want to share on the yeah. air, we are here for you. I have started, uh, I've got a little bit of feedback, and I've started pulling some clips and getting ready for that. I'm not sure if it's going to be next week or the week after, but yeah. Um, so this next thing plays into that, because not so long ago, we started talking about uh, right to repair, uh, which is, of course... Uh, the battle that takes place between citizens or end users and uh, large companies that put, you know, all of these kind of restrictive uh, 
rules around how a device can be used or how a device can be fixed once it starts becoming defective. We talked about it with John Deere tractors and also it's really prevalent in like Apple products, obviously, where if something goes wrong, you have to go to an authorized dealer. You're not really allowed to fix it yourself. So this is kind of an antitrust. This is like a monopoly thing. Uh, and it, it feeds the, uh, you know, that, that planned obsolescence kind of just really fuels the nonstop economic machine of capitalism, uh, creates a lot of waste and it puts a lot of people out, especially people that don't really have the money to buy a brand new iPhone every year or whatever it's going to be. I think you, I think that's the contract you sign in blood with Apple when you buy your first Apple product. Yeah. They're like, you got to stab your finger and then tap it on the screen. That's how that works. And, uh, yeah, so uh, an executive order just barely came out, just dropped, as apparently taking taking aim at this and trying to ensure that independent uh, repairmen and companies uh, will have the tools necessary to make those repairs. So companies like Apple and John Deere cannot just hold a monopoly on their products, uh, which that's the thing is that it's funny to say a monopoly on their products. But the way that things have moved is that even when you buy a product when you have purchased something it does not fully belong to you it's not yours there is a there are parts of it which are considered intellectual property that you can't tamper with and without it working correctly you can't fucking take your tractor out and do your do your farming job or whatever it's going to be you know so it's good to see that happening and uh, i don't have a whole lot of details on it but it's supposed to be some some pretty sweeping um anti-corporate uh, stuff coming so out. So when it comes to uh, farmers... I would, I would love to see it go that far. I think that's interesting because obviously farmers, you'd think would be a little bit more like, hey, this is this is my land, this is my John Deere, you mm-hmm. know, product or whatever. There's a real kind of bootstraps mentality there, but also the farming industry is is kind of interesting. You do have to take out loans every year uh, to, to afford what you need to... Um, before the harvest comes in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you have to start the new, you know, crop before you get paid for the previous year's harvest. Not to mention the fact that the seeds themselves, you know, have long been Monsanto seeds. The seeds themselves are intellectual property. Right. And the seeds of the fruits of those seeds, which cannot be replanted, yeah. uh, according to Monsanto's intellectual property. So uh, this is not a new concept for farmers. No, not at all. But also now it's, yeah, it's coming down to the uh, the hardware and the things that are supposed to be usable without you needing to renew some kind of contract or whatever, you know, once a year. Right. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be interesting to see uh, how that actually takes effect. I did have something here about the Texas voter who kind of got famous for waiting yeah, like, waited like seven, seven hours, hours to vote that I didn't bring up on the last one. Uh, but I guess I guess talking about billionaires, uh, we can mention uh, and and this is a fresh this is a fresh news story uh, as of today. Fresh new, now with more fresh. Fresh new, wet with afterbirth news story. Oh, uh, Richard Branson uh, and Virgin Galactic. Uh, billionaire Richard Branson um, right, entered right, right. space earlier today. Uh, he well, had planned. Well, did he? So okay. Sorry. Is it space? Sorry, go on. Yeah. Are we in space right now? I mean, we're occupying a space. He went 53 miles above the Earth's surface. Yeah, it's higher than Earth. To all you kids down there, I was once a child with a dream, looking up to the stars. Now, I'm an adult in a spaceship. 
with lots of other wonderful adults looking down to our beautiful, beautiful earth, to the next generation of dreamers. If we can do this, just imagine what you can do. Yay! Mr. Hatton? Doctor. How kind of you to call. Mr. Hatton, where are you? The low oxygen, zero gravity environment is the only thing keeping the cancer from eating me alive. Actually, I quite like it up here. They still want an American to go, Doctor. Want to take a ride? Uh, and, and, and went into zero gravity. Okay. I would want to say that this would qualify as outer space once you start uh, escaping the gravitational pull of the planet. I would say this puts you in an outer space, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a billionaire uh, and, and uh, trillionaire mm-hmm. uh, space race uh, occurring. and uh, By a couple of jerk-offs. If you wanted to find uh, the area that Richard Branson went to as space, then he narrowly defeated uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, who also has plans to enter space mm-hmm. uh, sometime soon. Has... has um, Elon Musk, uh, with his SpaceX program, escaped the bounds of gravity I, here on Earth? No, Not yet. I will bring it up yet again. I think that he's a little too scared. He put one of his cars in space. It hasn't gone well. Yeah. No, he just put one of his fucking cars up in space with, like, an empty spacesuit. Uh, yeah, that was his big deal. So he kind of, in a way, he beat everyone to it insofar as putting your advertisements in space. Yeah. Like he did that he first. Put, he put a billboard in space. Yeah. Well, you I mean. Say, you say that, but I have yet to like fully figure out if this was a, publi- a publicity stunt that actually did end up with space debris in orbit, which is a Tesla. I believe. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take yeah. your, I'm going to take your word for that. Again. <clears throat> it's not, it's certainly not unheard of uh, to do such a thing. We've got satellites up there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You put a Tesla up there if you want. You got the money for it, and he does. What was that? What was the soundtrack to that promo? They were they were playing a uh, Space Oddity. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Which is oh, a song? No, uh, Starman. No, Starman is what they call the mannequin dressed in a space suit. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. I've been playing Space Oddity yeah. on my ukulele, and um, it's really helping me learn some skills. I. Really appreciate this about David Bowie. When he writes a pop song, he uses all types of really interesting chords and chord changes and progressions. And uh, it will challenge you if you're an inexperienced stringed instrument player. Hmm. Especially because he composes most of his songs on piano, I think, uh, rather than guitar. And kind of shows. Could be wrong about that. Uh, Let me know if I am. I say composes. I mean, he did. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ten. Ground control Nine. to Major Tom. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Lift off. 
millionaires in space, 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 space. Well, I'll just say, uh, fuck both of those guys. Um, yeah, I, I think that we should definitely need to bring up uh, what's going on in Haiti. Uh, the the leader, uh, Jovenel Moise, his, his name's got an umlaut over the eye, so I'm really kind of uh, unsure on how to say it. But I think umlaut means that the U is pronounced... It's an over an I. Oh, I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. Yeah, same. So the president of Haiti was assassinated. And uh, yeah, around uh, 1 a.m. local time, um, a crew of some five or six people, I believe, uh, had gained access to uh, his residence and had shot him up. Shot him up good. Shot him up. <clears throat> shot him up damn good yeah his his wife was also shot during this but she was on a target she's okay she's recovering she's recovering she's talking shit uh she's pretty mad i would be too i can mm. understand um but yeah it's seeing as how this happened just a couple of days ago it's it's just kind of drips and drabs that we're hearing we don't really know a whole lot now what what uh, i had heard about uh, as of today is that uh, we had known that there are a couple of American citizens involved on this uh, hit squad. I think maybe one of them was only like a dual citizen. I forget. But um, this crew was essentially, they're saying, hired by a private security firm, CTU, out of uh, Florida. Uh, the little town that this company operates of, I don't know if it's Doral or Doral. Doral sounds kind of stupid, but who am I to say? I don't live in Florida. Uh, some people are saying that this is basically the kind of the most Eisley cantina of uh, your private security firms. Okay. Yeah, the guy that runs it is a Venezuelan, and um, he not a lot is really known about him, like politically or anything else. Uh, not a lot is known about who would really want to take out the president of Haiti. I yeah, it, it's some... we talk so so this guy he should have been out of office already. Obviously, right. he has been clinging to office. Yeah, so these are the reasons why some political some political reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you've said uh, you don't think we we have a reason to take him out. I don't think that the American government would put their hands on this, especially not through some shitty private agency like this. No, it is it is interesting though that this is not a it's doesn't seem to be a Haitian-led assassination. Um, so far, not a single Haitian has been erect, uh, erected, arrested mm-hmm. uh, in this guy's assassination. Not to my knowledge, no. S- some American, uh, an American citizenship, uh, a dual citizenship, and a couple Colombians. Mm-hmm. So uh, we do know that this guy's not been, uh, he's not been, viewed well by cartels in South America. So it's possible that some drug cartels would maybe be the ones targeting him over this, but also he's a, uh, he's very much like an economic leader, uh, when it comes to his style. So he's got a lot of ties in big business and it's possible that he's got some, some bad business dealings. You never, you can, never can really I ask know. a question? If you're a private security company in America, that's located in America, mm-hmm. are you allowed to, contract kill heads of state i don't believe so no i I don't believe that it condones uh murder like that um you are allowed to 
They don't have a license to kill. Right. You are allowed to act as a self-defense whenever you are hired by somebody to protect an area or a person. You have the right to kill in self-defense as part of that company, right? But, yeah, you don't get to go just target somebody and go take them out. So has this guy been arrested, the head of the security company? Not that I've heard. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So at this point, we don't really know. Uh, who hired him uh, or anything else. Uh, it's kind of a wild story playing out. Uh, it's interesting to see. Uh, I I want to point out how the other day when I brought it to your attention um, and I talked about this guy who had been, you know, trying to put legislation through to stay in power, the president, uh, you know, and kind of holding on to office. Um, when you brought that up, he had not yet been assassinated? No, I brought it up in light of that. Okay. I brought that up and was talking about him a little bit and you You'd said he must not know about the history of Haiti then. Well, uh, I was dead wrong when I said that because it well, was not Haitians that took him out. Still don't know. Oh, I mean, it was, it doesn't, okay, well, you can say it wasn't grassroots, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't really know. Uh, we don't know who started this whole uh, fiasco and who's ultimately responsible for it. Um, we did see something like this a year or two ago whenever it came to Venezuela too. I forget the name of it, but it was an operation by a private security firm that was supposed to be kind of overthrowing Venezuela. It's a complicated I story. I recall that there were several Americans involved yeah. in the organization of that coup uh-huh. to remove Bolsonaro and install... Uh, Guaido? Uh, Guaido. Are we, are we talking about the same country? Venezuela? I think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's... Yeah, I don't have notes written up on that one right now. I had read about it in the past, and uh, that story is kind of like slowly, slowly unfolding, too. Maybe once, maybe one of these days we'll be able to kind of give it in its entirety. Uh, I guess I just want to bring everything back to where I live. Otherwise, I cannot be interested in global politics. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and the reason I want to do that is because this was carried out by employees of a private security firm based in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. What, in Florida? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I guess more on that as it develops. Uh, moving on. CPAC started. Oh, God. Um, I think we're officially in the second day of CPAC. <clears throat> uh, Glenn, maybe the third? Yeah, because it started on Friday. Glenn, Bo- uh, Glenn Beck spoke yesterday uh, during the power outage. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. was there on Friday in Dallas. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, a little late, mm-hmm. little late for us to make it out to Dallas to attend CPAC. Unfortunately, we'll probably be removed the way that some of the even more extreme right wing people have been removed. Uh, like uh, what's his name, Fuentes, the uh, white supremacist uh, who entered the lobby with his groiper uh, uh, comrades. Okay, yeah, uh, chanting "White Boy Summer." Jeez, oh, <laughs> uh, was removed. Um, Why are you kicking us out? I don't get it. No, they expected to be kicked out. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. um, spoke on Friday. Uh, It looks like it looks like he didn't do great. He uh, will insert quote here. But yeah, he started talking, talking about how Texas is on the uh, the forefront of the culture war. Mm -hmm. Texas has always led the charge. Well. Till about like a couple of months ago, and then Austin sort of took over. Like, I don't know, guys. Like, Texas was leading the chart. You're still top 25. But we got to work on that stuff because those people have lost their minds. 
right? There's a crucial part to this, though. You need to point the finger at California. You need to point the finger at California. Yeah, <laughs> like ultimately. With these Californians yeah. taken over, we're going to have to get back in control of that yeah. would be probably the correct uh, yeah, that would have way. Been, that would have been exactly the Instead, thing to do. Instead, he gets, he gets crickets and you see his face fall and he kind of, his if, eyes shift around a little and he looks to the left if he would of have, stage. If he would have blamed California, they would have carried him out on their shoulders. Like he would have had like a Rudy moment. Uh, yeah, so sorry, Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, there were also uh, there was also some folks there handing out cards with the seven domino plan to <clears throat> get Trump reinstalled uh, to his rightful place. Sure. Because I'm getting tired of hearing about this one too. There, everybody's saying that uh, days not days not days years not years. Yeah. What they call Trump cards. <clears throat> They're wrecking everything. Let's stop them. You can help restore our commander-in-chief and have fun while doing it. And this is dedicated to the memory of Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Immediately, I'm I'm looking at the website that was linked on the cards, but uh, Secret Satanic Sacrifices Condensed. Now, there were three key assassinations here. This this very quickly, very quickly, you just, like, you stub your toe on a rock and go tumbling into, uh, like, major conspiracy theory pit. Three major sacrifices uh, back in, ranging from 1968 to 1999. Secret satanic sacrifices. Number one, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Number two, the intended crash of JFK Jr.'s small plane. And number three, a white Catholic heterosexual virgin named Mary, the Virgin Mary, sacrificed at the dawn of the space age, two days after the moon launch and before the moon landing. Wow, they really are. And why the late Senator Ted Kennedy may be the original Zodiac killer. Stunning new evidence of a satanic connection between Joe Biden, Mary Jo Kapachny. Actually, I don't know who that is. I guess I could have done my research, uh, but... Just look at the initials. That's all you need to know. MLK Jr., JFK Jr., and MJK. All killed as part of ritualistic sacrifices by the Democrat Party. And also, I would like to introduce you to the links. I'm guessing that they're using this uh, based on the graphics, just the actual graphics of the raised fist that all of these organizations like to use. The Communist Party, the Black Liberation Army, and Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention the Black Panther Party. All raised fists. It's the same shadow organization created by the Weather Underground. Okay, look, before you talk about the Weather Underground, I have two other things. First, JFK Jr. and not JFK? Uh, JF- JFK is not present in this pamphlet. Yeah. I just feel like kind of went a little... Could You could have picked cream of the crop there when it comes to Kennedy's and American assassinations. So Senator Ted Kennedy is in this, as is JFK Jr. I don't know why they're so fucking obsessed with JFK Jr. This isn't your usual QAnon shit, though, because this goes back to the fucking 60s. No, it's and not the weather your, underground. It's it kind of is though by saying that Ted Kennedy is the real Zodiac killer, 
as opposed to the copycat Zodiac killer. Ted Cruz. T- Ted Cruz's father, yeah. Um, oh, Ted Cruz's father. I'm right. so sorry. Yeah. No, that one's – that's some deep lore uh, on, on the Q sites from Ted what Ted Cruz, as we know, is actually like pretty much our age, which is – Yeah. I, I felt okay with life until you said that. Sorry. Today was today was not such a bad day, but now it is. He's not a millennial. He's Gen X. So he's your problem, not mine. Yeah. Is what you're saying. But the weather underground. We know um, we know that he's a fan of grunge. Like, specifically Nickelback. Um. <laughs> that's it. Shut the show down. <laughs> or done yeah, we're done we said all the things <laughs> every offensive thing to be imagined um, I, I don't think i have to get super into Look, no. all i'll say about the weather underground is i was a little surprised to see in 2021 yeah. that people are handing out pamphlets kind of like pinning everything on the winter weather underground which in, in case yeah. anybody doesn't know was like a leftist anarchist uh, anti-war, anti-racist group yeah. uh, of radicals. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll say radical terrorists because they did detonate several bombs during their. No, yeah, um, they they had a they had a campaign of actual terrorism. Now, nobody, interestingly, nobody ever died in any of these bombings except for three members of the Weather Underground uh, who died in while trying to build a bomb in the basement of a Greenwich Village uh, condo uh, when that accidentally detonated. Uh, obviously, they did have to go <coughs> underground after the first bombing. So they went from being the weathermen, which came from a Bob Dylan song. You don't need to be a weatherman to know which way the wind, know is, which way the wind is blowing. Right. To the weather underground. Uh, the FBI waged a huge campaign um, uh, against them and dedicated a lot of resources. But I think they never really busted any of these guys and like a lot of aging leftists they dedicated themselves to nonviolence uh during their time underground and just kind of petered out like just sort of went away yeah 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 i haven't heard about them in in so many years they're basically they're yeah they're not a thing anymore to bring them up it's almost uh yeah i almost feel like he's about his next step is to be like, and what else were, does the weather underground do? Control the weather. The weather. <laughs> no, I mean, they were actually a minuscule group uh, compared to the amount of resources the FBI took in catching them. Like, I think there were, you know, at least initially there might have been hundreds of people. And I thought I'd heard something about there being like militia training, although I could be wrong about that. Uh, I think we're looking at dozens, like at best, uh, quantity of people in the, in the mm-hmm. weather underground. Hmm. Like kind of on purpose, never actually killed anyone. Although I'm sure there was a lot of property damage and um, well, property is the, kind fe- of... the feelings that are inspired by acts of terror. Yeah, property is that's the funny thing. That's a lot of times where uh, the line gets drawn when it comes to the ideas of anarchism and facing whether or not you're kind of I guess left leaning or right leaning on that. For right wing anarchists, uh, which. I think a lot of right-wing anarchists are don't really identify as, as anarchists. They identify as libertarian. Right. Anarchy is the boogeyman for right-wingers. Even if you are into the principles of anarchism, if you are a right-winger, and uh, this was this was something I heard on Knowledge Fight that Dan said, if you if you hate big government, small government is huge compared yeah. to no government. 
And when it comes to right wing libertarians, like you never actually hear them find that sweet spot of uh, that Goldilocks of the correct amount of government. So just right. I mean, he had this. This is the correct amount of government. It always seems to be decrease the amount of government. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's like, why not just be intellectually honest and say what you are? You're a right wing anarchist. Right. Well, I think that it's. I think that it's kind of inherent in it because the ideas uh, behind anarchism are no gods, no masters. And I think that when it comes to a lot of the right wing, uh, God is a big part of it. They want God to be their one and only master. Um, Yeah. So that's where that's where they can't call themselves anarchists is because they do have a tendency to seem to want to set up a a theocratic system of government, which is like the the opposite. First of all, it doesn't seem very libertarian to me either. Mm hmm. I mean, that was supposed to be the grand experiment, right, with with America, is that we we have a separation of church and state. We we give people freedom and liberty and and all of this stuff. And they're they're not beholden to other people's beliefs that I mean, that's maybe kind of simplifying it. But uh, that was supposed to be my understanding. No law, but God's law. Yeah, something like that. But and God is a big fan of property rights and mm-hmm. using violence to defend your private property. You can't be coveting your neighbor's tomatoes. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. Beware the red flu. Science has brought many booms to the modern American man. Televisions, motor cars, Vin Diesel. Even social media is a direct result of scientific endeavors. But with this growing world comes new dangers, unnatural threats that arise from man's own hubris. Meddling in the affairs of God, scientists in the Far East have engineered illnesses which target the mind, skewing perception and our understanding of the natural order. This illness, known as communism, has spread around the world and landed on the hallowed shores of these United States. Spreading through dense, closed-off populations like universities and elite liberals, communism now threatens every citizen regardless of class. Here's how it works. Communist propaganda can enter the human body through the ears and eyes, not to mention what risks sailors take. We gave you those jimmy caps for a reason, boys. Use them. Once in the bloodstream, it starts producing free radicals, which in turn shed off their layers until spent. These layers, known as pamphlets, eventually find their way to the brain, where they flip our understanding upside down and remove our ability to reason. All information is now put through what's called critical theory, which results in the denial of American exceptionalism. In severe cases, homosexuality can occur. Know the signs. Many communists can be easily identified by wearing coverings over their mouth and nose, hoping to conceal the stench of their diseased breath. They will also insist on staying several feet away so as to avoid handshakes. Some may compete in viral challenges to flaunt their disregard for social norms. Some others may even spend all their income on avocados instead of using it to plan for their future. Most vote democratic. These new dangers to the American way of life will be dealt with in time, but we must remain vigilant, or else millions of American families will find themselves ripped apart, no longer able to enjoy Thanksgiving. So remember, when in public, to talk over anyone voicing unpopular opinions, 
and to avert your eyes from anything remotely uncomfortable. God bless America. Hey everybody, it's Joe here with your station break for this week. I just want to take a moment to say thanks for listening to our show, and thanks for listening to KBSR. Uh, You know how we do it. We're fully independent and listener-supported, so we've got a Patreon, uh, which you can get on, and that helps us keep everything going here. We've got like 15 or so DJs uh, turning things out. The Black Sparrow Music Parlor proper is reopening with uh, Greenhouse Craft Foods and uh, Wax Plant Skate Shop. So all kinds of stuff is going on there. It's really awesome. We're really thankful for everybody that's kept it going over the last year. It's really cool. So uh, yeah, you can go to BlackSparrowMusicParlor.com and uh, look for the Patreon link or you can stream the radio 24-7 or you can do it all the other ways. Go to Patreon and look. Go to your internet listener. Uh, go to some podcast maybe. We're the, the only podcast maybe. But yeah. Uh, also, just need to say thanks to Trevor and the Mental State Fair for the use of the theme song down in Texas and Alex of Spectrostatic for everything that you're going to hear here and there. And uh, congrats to them for opening up Curio Morosa right there in downtown Taylor. If you're local, go check it out. And uh, yeah, everybody get at us. We're trying show at gmail.com and go check out our Instagram, uh, Radio Gripe TX. Is that all the information? I feel like surely there's got to be more kind of obscure things for me to just like list off to kind of make you do things. Call to action. Call to action. That's what all of that stuff is. I don't have a specific call to action this week. All right, well, that's it from all my shit. Let's get back to the show. So, yeah, I, I missed out on the whole CPAC thing, and this dude's pamphlet sounds like a load of shit. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's going to be these type of people hanging around CPAC. Like, yeah, you've got your white nationalists busting in, uh, chanting, expecting to be removed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you've also got your, your friendly uh, <laughs> right-wing conspiracy theorists, mm-hmm. you know, handing out pamphlets. Yeah. Oh, my God, you guys, I'm sorry. I just went to go refresh my drink. Uh, which is a tiny bit of coconut uh, rum uh, mixed with Topo Chico and just a splash of orange juice. Kind of like a creamsicle. Uh, it's super, super hydrating and even healthy. This fucking cat, man. We got this cat that throws up every time she uh, eats kibble. So we have to now feed her like 16 times a day. Just a few, just a few little pebbles of kibble. If anyone has a solution to this vomiting cat problem... Uh, hit us up. You know where to find us. Uh, yes, the seven domino plan uh, to get Trump back in office in days, not years. Time to play the Trump card. I'm sure this is very well thought out. Number one, reveal Achilles heel. Pull back the curtain on the horror show that is today's Democrat Party. Watch Pelosi melt like the Wicked Witch of the West. Literally. See the Black Caucus and other key groups flip unexpectedly and watch the tables turn. Mm-hmm. Number two. Okay, step two. So first you reveal the secret satanic crimes of the Democrat Party. Step two, install a trusted conservative Speaker of the House. That would be one Donald J. Trump. Mm. 
Number three, you then correct the official record, uh, reveal that, the, that Trump legitimately won the 2020 election. Number four, Speaker of the House drafts activities of impeachment for Biden-Harris. Number five, now citizen Donald J. Trump is placed into the line of presidential succession behind the vice president. And number six, okay, I'm sorry, first you place a trusted conservative, then that conservative in step five hands it over to Mm -hmm. Donald J. Trump. And then Mm -hmm. number six, Mm -hmm. uh, take a vote to impeach and remove the imposters, (laughs) Biden and Harris. And number seven, DJT is uh, resumes his rightful place as U.S. president. Couldn't be more simple. Uh, as in, I believe his his DJ name is actually DJ Low T. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, days that not sounds, years. That sounds all very well thought out and reasonable. And um, I can tell you right now, if if that shit comes to pass, and if that actually happens, and that asshole ends up back in the office uh, this summer through some fucking back room finagling and weird shit, days. I am fucking out. I am leaving this country. Jen, you and I are packing the fuck up. We'll have to leave the drum kit behind probably. Uh, But yeah, we're out of here and I'll say it. I'll just put it on record right now. Uh, Just in case I'm going to need this. I renounce my citizenship and declare sovereignty, sovereignty from the United (laughs) States. I have become sovereign citizen. Sorry. Joe and I had a battle over whether it's pronounced sovereignty. No, I didn't say that. I said... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sovereignty okay that's so much that's so much more great sovereignty now sovereign sovereignty sovereignty so, so, sovereign sovereignty sovereign <laughs> look we're just a couple of sovereigners trying to figure it out mm-hmm. yeah well i think that we might as well go ahead and hit the cue because we we found ourselves in conspiracy corner i always feel Um, so yeah, it's actually, it's this, this whole sovereign citizen thing is a thing. We saw a few weeks ago, there was a, a group of people that they were pulled over on the side of the highway refueling some vehicles, but it was a, a few different vehicles full of something, something like 15 to 20 guys. And, um, upon a state trooper pulling them over or pulling up to them, a lot of these guys just ran off into the woods and fled, uh, they did have a whole lot of weapons on them and they said that they were heading to, I believe Virginia for uh, militia training and uh, the few people that didn't run and uh, went through the process. They, they're basically really chill about the whole thing. Cause they're like, Oh yeah. I mean, you can't arrest me though. Cause I'm, I'm sovereign. Like I don't, I don't have to succumb to your laws and everything. I don't know a whole lot about this group. I, I think that we're likely going to see a lot more of this stuff coming up as a, uh, as Q, as the Q movement yeah, starts shifting, so- sovereign citizen and- movement has been Q adjacent, and yeah. it's. It, I think it's definitely been on the rise, especially since I've only heard about it in the last couple of years. Yeah, well, I remember being like twenty and people telling me that, oh, when you go get your license, just write under duress next to your name, and that way you have your license and you get a job, but you're not subject to traffic laws. Like people, people have always said that you can do these weird things in filling out government forms in ways of acknowledging the form and putting and codifying your superiority to law yeah it's like 
sorcery, where if you just use the right legal language, if you find the right magical words, uh, you will not, you know, eat the pomegranate seeds uh, that Persephone ate and like remain in hell forever or something like you, something. you have to avoid using certain words and then you can remain an yep. official sovereign citizen and of course these times these people often end up in court defending themselves and well, yeah. they're baffled by why it doesn't go well for them time the and time is, again yeah they're they're tying in like mysticism and superstition to it kind of like you say where they they feel like part of it is they are uh they're above the law of man because they uh, obey the law of god or some such like that and that they have some kind of arcane way of beating out the law of man can, i'm sorry but can i say i find it so charming that you have a habit of saying and some such like that mm. is that regional i guess I don't really know. It's a thing that I don't notice that I do. The first time I ever saw someone saying that, it was um, the Miss America runner-up who... And all things like that? I thought she said, and some such like that. Maybe. Where she... It's a very specific phrase mm -hmm. where, yeah, she was... What was the question she was asked? Okay. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. She was, she was asked a very difficult question for uh, a Miss America runner-up to speak on, and she was trying uh, to give a diplomatic answer. It was something about education, and she started talking about maps or something. I don't but, know. But, yeah, as Kurt Vonnegut would have kind of misogynistically said in one of his books, she reached into her brain to find something interesting to say and found nothing but uh, cosmetics and used tissues. Ouch. Um, and it just sort of stammering. Um, but one of the things yeah. she said that I thought was really charming and she's like, and, and maps and maps. identity and some such like that. Uh, the fact that you also say that makes me think that it's kind of a Southern colloquialism. Yeah, so could, could be, I know that there's things that I've tried to not pick up from uh, my upbringing and maybe I just kind of morphed into saying other things. I'm so sorry to derail. We'll probably That's cut fine. that. That's fine. Um, well, I'm, I'm bringing up this whole thing because uh, there was just recently this woman from Pennsylvania, uh, Pauline Bauer. She was arrested at the Capitol riots, and uh, she was actually documented uh, during those riots telling a police officer, bring Nancy Pelosi out here now. We want to hang that fucking bitch. It sounds like she was like, going full Karen at a police officer while holding a, uh, maybe brandishing like a... A, a, sh a sharpened stick. A MAGA flag. Yeah, something. Uh, she's, you know, accused of multiple counts of violent entry, disruptive conduct, and uh, all of that stuff like many of them do. And, uh, yeah, she was, she told police she wanted to kill 
Pelosi <laughs> is a thing that happened. So she like spent like a night in jail and now she's going through record stuff and they're she's right now. I'm just going to give you the, the, the paragraph here and what experts describe as an inadvisable legal strategy. Bowery Bauer has demanded to represent herself in court, appeared to threaten a court clerk with prison time, and declared herself a self-governed individual with special legal privileges. So, yeah, she said uh, on a Zoom call uh, last month, uh, I am here by special divine appearance, a living soul. Uh, Whenever she was claiming that she doesn't want uh, an attorney, she's going to represent herself. She says, I do not stand under the law. Under Genesis 1, God gave man dominion over the law. Law wasn't mentioned in Genesis, I'm pretty sure. I mean, unless it was, like, Dominion the over. law of God. Uh, but, yeah, like, law, as we kind of really understand it, is what we do to codify our interpretations of God. You know? Not if like, you're living in a theocratic fantasy land. God, God made man. Man made law in God's image. And that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, that's a very weird statement that I just made. God but, made man and man made bulldog. Yeah, <laughs> that one makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's taking the whole, like, kind of like fucking just pulling out all stops on this one. And uh, she, uh, on one document that she filed, she listed a series of strange alternative spellings of her name. Uh, See, that's one of the things you do. And she, if, if you she can, claimed If you get your name her. misspelled on yeah. different government documents, they can't trace you back to the same person. It's like, it's like a, yeah, it's like a razzle dazzle, like shock and awe effect that you're pulling on these documents. These where motherfuckers like, that have no clue they're living pick. in the 21st century. I'm yeah. so sorry. Well, so there's this guy, Mark Pitkavage. Uh, he's a senior research fellow at the Anti-Defamation, Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism. And uh, he said that these these kind of tactics are typical of sovereign citizens, the pseudo legal movement. Uh, he said, sovereign citizens will often refer to themselves as flesh and blood people. They do this because they have this longstanding belief that the government has created artificial versions of them for various nefarious purposes. <laughs> You can't be serious. No, yeah, I guess, and I don't know how... This is some step for wives shit. Yeah, I don't know how broad-reaching that is uh, within the community, but I imagine it's got to be pretty common, right? Uh, this guy noted that the document uh, in question appeared to be Bauer's attempt to reclaim all supposed versions of herself, which that's not a fucking court document. <laughs> Sounds like something she drew up herself. These you know are the I mean? type of beliefs that would get you diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. But yeah. they, they're now mainstream. Yeah. I don't get it, man. Uh, in another filing, uh, she offered a document that serves as, this is quote, serves as proof that my living DNA existed on this land before there was a United States of America or any state thereof. What? Uh, the attached document was a family tree showing that Bauer said were ancestors born in Virginia and Pennsylvania before 1776. Uh, even if you're, even if that's accurate, that has fucking zero fuck bearing on the law. Why does she think that gives her, her, that her living DNA preceded? Yeah, guess what? There were people here before 1776. Do you think that they have been able to say we're above oh, American law? Those people must have been a great inspiration to her because they've done so well. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. <laughs> the government has always been very respectful of those people. Yeah. And she was, 
to be clear, she was also. It sounds like she's trying to set up a reservation of one. Yeah, she was very active in the whole January 6th thing, too. Uh, she was trying to get she was trying to organize busloads of people uh, to get them there and really trying to, like, get the numbers up, you know. Um, during the riot, she stormed the Capitol Rotunda and yeah, she was, she was threatening police and the whole deal, threatening Pelosi. She boasted about it afterwards also, you know. What? Oh yeah. She also blames communism. She's doing this to take it back from communism because apparently communism is where you get your invasion of the body snatchers type stuff going on. Yeah. I I think we've talked about this, uh. Okay, we did talk about this. Hey guys, just just in case you didn't know, we started the show and recorded for kind of a long time without knowing that the mic setup was wrong. The mic setup was was internal laptop mic and not our external mics. Mm. Uh, so we're we're doing this again, but different different this time. In my case, just a little bit drunker, mm. but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I did have here bookmarked also uh, GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. She's got a feud going on with Taylor Swift. I think mostly because Taylor Swift had you know decided sometime during the Trump presidency, early in the Trump presidency, that she was kind of sick of being held up as the Aryan poster child for white supremacist groups and mm-hmm. decided to get a little bit political. Well, it wasn't super early. She let it ride for a minute. She let it ride for a minute. Uh, she's a pop artist. And, uh, you know, people will say, who cares what Taylor Swift has to say? Actually, I like Taylor Swift, and I think she should be allowed to speak her mind. Mm. Uh, But you have to get a a certain amount of power in your career, especially if you come from country music, to um, have that freedom to vocalize your own opinions, uh, especially if they're political. Some people, like Dolly Parton, kind of never did. I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt, but didn't you just recently uh, look to me and say... Like, can you give me one reason that Taylor Swift is valid conversation or is like, I forget what it was. I don't remember saying that. I think Taylor Swift is totally worth talking about. A few weeks ago. I, well, it wasn't phrased like that. Well, you know what? Just never mind. Cause I can't. I'm not a Swifty. Uh, I was, I was pressured to give one reason uh, to let Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift live. And I said, shake it off. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good song. That's enough. Most of her songs are good. Why, why are you put in a position of whether Taylor <laughs> Swift lives or dies in this conversation? I can't remember. We were drinking a lot. Uh, I don't remember having that conversation with you. I, but... took, I took this job at the security firm in Florida. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah, Taylor Swift had just spoken out on her, you know, Twitter probably and said, um, as much as I'd like to support female candidates... Uh, you know, as a feminist, um, Senator uh, Marsha Blackburn's uh, policies I cannot support. She, you know, she has anti-LGBTQ, you know, policies. Yeah, Taylor Swift had said at some point, you know, it, it sucks that Tennessee's first female senator is uh, Trump in a wig. Oof. And uh, Marsha Blackburn has... Uh, lashed back out recently at oh, yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah, she got she got some clapbacks. I do have a clip of her saying, you know, if Taylor Swift's preferred uh, vision of the world comes to be, and we do end up in a Marxist socialist uh, dystopia, Taylor Swift will be the first person influenced by that because she will not be allowed to perform. There's no such thing as intellectual property. In oh, a yeah. socialist system. Right. 
When I'm talking to my friends who are musicians and entertainers, I say if if we have a socialistic government, if we have Marxism, you are going to be the first ones who will be cut off because the state would have to approve your music. And, you know, Taylor Swift came after me in my 2018 campaign, but Taylor Swift would be the first victim of that because when you look at Marxist socialist societies, they do not allow women to dress or sing or be on stage or to entertain or the type music that she would have. And uh, they don't let female performers on stage or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, proving once again that communism is not something that the right wing seems a, a lot of members of the right wing understand right. or recognize as like a political. Yeah, uh, I think I theory. Think that- it's just it's just a word for a word that encompasses everything that you don't like. I feel like they almost view communism as if it's a religion, some kind of weird religion that they don't understand, yeah. you know, or ascribe to. And so it they can feel be like, whatever you want it to be. Whatever you don't want the most is communism. Yeah. And this is, uh, you can see this again with Laura Boebert, uh, on Twitter recently tweeting COVID-19 has mutated into communism yeah, a long okay, time ago yeah. clear misunderstanding of uh all things prompting science. the natural reaction what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> could you define your terms please <laughs> i don't know that anything can evolve into communism it's just not the right word except the united states <laughs> is what we're doing yeah please um <clears throat> finally Okay, well, I've got Texas voter down here. We could go out on a positive note, sort of. But um, what do you? What else do you have? Uh, well, I don't have a whole lot on it. Uh, I did have just a quick update on um, something that had been going on in the news. Uh, Princess Latifah from uh, Saudi Arabia. Heir, Long story. heir to the uh, Queen Latifah dynasty. Uh huh. Um, this has been a long story that's been going on for uh, so many years, actually. And in, a, I think it was February of 2018, uh, she released a video saying that she was you know, being held against her will and uh, wasn't allowed to even go outside. She's being held in like a villa that's like on lockdown and everything. Um, it came out just recently that around that time, February of 2018, she had been trying to leave Dubai. Uh, for some time and was not allowed to by the uh, royal family. And uh, apparently the royal family, she was able to get outside of their... Clutches. Clutches, basically. And she was she was on a yacht in, uh, I want to say, a peninsula or a gulf or on, on a large body of water. She might have been attempting to actually leave. I believe that means she's a sovereign citizen. I think so. She's in international waters. Yeah, that's how that works. Um but yeah, apparently the uh, UAE, the United Arab Emirates, reached out to the FBI said, hey, one of our royals is missing. Could you help find her? And they did. Fuck that shit so hard. And so they went and abducted her. And she's been, uh, she has not been seen or basically heard from since. Uh, yeah, and it's just come out that the FBI, FBI assisted uh, the UAE in doing this. Now, you know, they say that 
they don't really know what the score was. They didn't know, you know, who this was or what the story was and why it was important. They thought that they were doing the right thing and that they, you know, kind of got used or misled at the very least. Um, yeah, I mean, the FBI is notoriously out of the loop. Yeah. Uh, they cannot be expected to know any any context for anything that they're asked to do. Yeah, I think that their motto is, watch everything, remember nothing. Yeah, I think that's what I heard. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's just more stuff that uh, I've heard about that I was just going to kind of bring. Any, any kind of bad news that I'm going to get out before the end of the episode, this is that point. Also, Has Trump anyone- is trying to lionize uh, Ashley Babbitt, which is... I was going to say, has anyone heard from Claudia Conway lately? Um, I, yeah, no. I, hit us up. She also disappeared from social media. Yeah. By choice. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, Ashley Babbitt is now being, she's achieved full martyrdom. Yeah, which is, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and draw a couple parallel lines here uh, between Trump and Hitler. Because this also totally fucking happened with, uh, I forget his name, but some, you know, a German soldier from a, a World War One veteran who died somehow. And uh, yeah, Adolf Hitler kind of like leaned on that and used him as as this fucking rallying cry. You know, uh, he, he martyred this guy. Uh, yeah. So Trump is now doing that with Ashley Babbitt, who, in case you missed it. Uh, was the person who was shot by uh, Capitol Hill police and security inside the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, so see how that one fucking plays out, right? He's really, for whatever for whatever reason, he's trying to get back in office in August. I don't know. Days, <laughs> fucking, not years. Oh, God. Yeah.
Well, I, I mean, I guess I was going to go out on, like, I'm from Michigan, uh, the Travis County Fair, uh, maybe the Cherry Festival? Um, your usual bunch of carnies, uh, coming in with their hastily erected rides. Uh, I saw this video today. Um, what do you call, okay, what do you call the thing? It's like a merry-go-round, but it's vertical. You get loaded into a thing and it goes around in circles. They might put different names on them, but yeah, I, I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know what they call them. Well... Uh, I saw this video from a couple different phones, a couple different angles. The ride starts going haywire, and you can see, like, they probably already shut it down, but centrifugal force is now the the yeah. law of what's happening. Right. And the whole thing starts bending backwards. backwards. It is not affixed to the ground properly, and the weight is carrying it backwards uh, what would take it into the water behind the fence. Yeah. All these people actually barred probably not strapped in but barred into this device would have gone backwards into the water yeah they probably have no clue what's happening to them right now and how close to death they are they might be i don't know uh, i know i saw in the video that what a per- a, a, the person in the middle ends up sort of excitedly kicking her legs as <laughs> it finally comes to a stop yeah which tells me that probably they don't know they might think that the leaning back that they're doing is actually a part of the ride I don't think so because uh, you know, we saw like 12, 15 people who went and tried to put extra weight on the front of it to prevent it from falling back. Yeah, that's that's what it is. And, and so yeah. I actually so I think that that would probably that would be an indicator to me <laughs> as being on the right. It's like, wait, why is everybody, why is doing everybody this? gathering around? Well, maybe yeah. because they're they're just excited for us because we're having so much fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see one person who on and off. Like, doesn't seem to know what to do and is, like, kind of starts holding holding down the structure the best they can. Maybe a carny. And um, <clears throat> suddenly two people <laughs> who are watching are like, holy shit. And they run forward and also put their weight on it. Right. And then immediately dozens of people follow yeah. suit until you've got, you know, some 50 people hold trying to to hold down the structure and it safely stops and the people are able to get off uh the spokesperson for the carnival uh had said obviously something went wrong here (laughs) (laughs) and um you know uh so i have so much admiration for the brave citizens of travis county who stepped forward to Instead of running away, you know, running from danger, mm-hmm. uh, ran towards it to try to <laughs> aid these people in their successful delivery to the ground and off the ride. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah pro- well, probably man. be a lawsuit to come, but it is kind of amazing this kind of thing doesn't happen more often with uh, traveling carnivals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> these yeah. Dangerous rides that get set up really hastily, uh, always indifferent you know situations yeah yeah man it can be a it can be a real thrill ride even if it seems like it's supposed to be a simple ride you might die you know i remember uh that last time we were in galveston and we went down to uh pleasure pier where they got some rides out and uh that was so fun it was fun and uh it had been a minute since i'd been on a roller coaster or anything so at first it it had me a bit anxious but by the end of it i was really enjoying myself and but of course by that time we're 
we're swinging uh, up really high and kind of going over the edge of where the pier is to where we're just over the water. And, you know, it occurs to you, like, if this comes loose, you'll be flung 50 yards it out occurred to me the several fucking times. ocean yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at night. Uh, yeah. What a way to fucking go. But, you know, you end up also just being like, well, we'll worry about that if it happens, I guess. I, just, you know? I guess I just don't want to be trapped in a contraption that is sinking. That's the that's the real bummer of it. Yeah. I don't think there's an emergency release anywhere near you. I do think about I do think about this uh, whenever we're driving over a bridge because unfortunately we have a car with electric windows. Mm-hmm. It's never what I wanted. I always wanted manual windows. Yeah, once water hits once water hits the electric uh, components of your car, how the fuck are you supposed to? You're trapped. You're trapped. You're gonna die in that car. Yeah. <sighs> Bring back manual windows, please. Like, you can have power windows, but just maybe have, like, a little emergency little uh, window dropper. Because you know the pressure on the doors is really going to prevent you from getting those open. Yeah, they say that the best way to... uh, Here's our PSA, and don't hold us responsible, but what I've heard is if you end up uh, in a car that is sinking into water, you want to first roll your windows down, but allow all the water to come in, to where the car can submerge entirely you don't want to fight against the water trying to get out through the window you want to stay cool stay chill while the water <laughs> fills the car oh my god and then once that's happened you take one big breath and now that you're the car is submerged you can go out the window without having to worry about going against the force of the incoming water and that's how you can escape the car but this does mean that you have to get that window open before the car is submerged you want that to happen like you want to be kind of part of that process. Yeah. If you have the ability to roll your windows down. Did you see Did you see that video? <clears throat> I also saw this video recently. A guy dives into like a lake or, or a river, whatever it was, to save a car that is now mostly submerged in the water. He pulls a woman out. Um, the consensus seemed to be that she was drunk, drunk driving pulls her out she makes it to the surface and immediately she starts screaming my dog is in there my dog is in there get my dog she immediately throws her hands on top of his head and kind of tries to shove him down back into the water which that could just be her drowning too it's hard to know what's going on and he said he said you can hear him say your dog's gone your dog's gone i can't get back down there and she says i'll go get him myself and she she takes a big deep breath and smacks her face into the water and doesn't really go down or do do anything. I think she just doesn't know how or what to do. And uh yeah, he he goes back down <laughs> and uh yeah, comes back up with a little dog. It's kind of it's kind of amazing to watch. Uh he rescued the both of them. And, uh, yeah, between the two of them, I think the dog was a lot more grateful and polite (laughs) after reaching the surface. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Is that the show then? I'm glad the dog lived because that was getting bad. (laughs) Uh, I guess you better wrap it up. All right. Well, that's uh, that's that's the week for you. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks KBSR for having the station and letting us on it. 
And of course, thanks to Trevor and the Mental State Fair for the use of that theme song, Dying in Texas. Thanks to Alex Cuervo of Spectrostatic for a lot of stuff that you're going to hear. Thanks to our Patreon listeners like Dan, Dan Picard. Thank you, Dan. And uh, of course, I know that Sarah Fish is on there. Our man Reno and his man Chad. Uh, we're on there, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a whole host of other people, and you can go get on that. Um, well, that's probably in the bump. Anyway, uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, stay fresh, cheese bags. Till next time. Sit down.